This is Dominic Lenzo of Denver Ground Control and B-Side Roller Derby, and you're listening to Out From Under the Bed, a Outer Limits production. Welcome, friends, to a special edition of the program. This is Out of the Closet with the Boogeyman. I am your host, always joined by my co-host, Master Sedator. Happy Pride Month, friends. So, today... We have a special episode. Master and I are going to be sharing our coming out stories. But first, we would like to tell you a little bit about the Pride scrimmage our league had today, Phoenix Roller Derby, and a little bit of what Pride Month means to us. So, Master had a fantastic game, got an MVP blocker today. Oh, yeah. That was uh, pretty awesome. And, um... You were saying before we started recording, who was your uh, track buddy out there today? Oh, Mo Fasta was amazing out there today. I was pushing her around, pulling her around. She was. We were holding people back, um, getting our goat. She was also jamming a lot, too. I don't think she normally does that, but she was doing such a good job. So, so yeah, I mean, I... Um being being the announcer for uh for the season this year um i was watching her today and she was she was bully jamming yeah and i really like i really like seeing bully jammers play um i i was commenting on it over the uh, mic during the game and uh whatnot that's also why Cat needs to uh, jam more because she's really a bully jammer and she's yes. she's good at it. I love watching her jam. And it was nice to see Brawley out there too, putting in a lot of work. Um, who is that Stra- uh, strawberry something or other? Um, oh, Shorty. Shorty, yes, yeah. that quite the athlete. I noticed um, when I was talking to them after the game. They mentioned that was their first MVP award in eight seasons or eight years playing roller derby. And I was shocked to hear that. <laughs> and Yeah, I, she's good, man. She's really good. She's fun to play with. I had to slide over and say, it took me almost 10 to get one of those. Oh, yeah. dang. And uh, I'm, I know the feeling. That's, that's fantastic because I... Um, I made several comments on your gameplay out there. It was it was awesome to see. Um, so, Master, tell the audience what does Pride Month mean to you since either you coming out publicly or prior to? Um, well, I don't know. Well, Pride Month currently means to me is it's fun to see... Um, everybody be so accepting and loving and hopefully, you know, using this as a month to tell people things that they were scared to tell them before, um, seeing a little bit more openness about pride is, is a lot of fun too, to not have to feel like people are judging you or anything or hope, I mean... I don't really give a shit if they're judging me, honestly, anymore, yeah. but, you know. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. My, I didn't really, don't really feel like I really needed to come out, per se. I think everybody had a feeling I liked girls. Everybody kind of knew. Yeah, I had to more fight for, like, the fact of, like, I like guys, too. <laughs> 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 like, no, seriously, I do. I promise. <laughs> yeah so when when did you start thinking you know like you knew you were into girls too i don't know i feel like i always knew when like even from when you start kind of, you know looking at other people that way i just and it's not really that i like but you identify more as a uh, pansexual yeah i was just gonna say like i don't really never noticed it as I liked one gender or another. I just liked the person um, and I guess their soul. Uh, And so that's kind of how I always saw people. And then so until I heard the term pansexual and kind of read into what that meant, I was like, 
oh, that's totally me. So I think I, until I heard that term, I kind of like was confused because I know I wasn't like, you know, I, I guess bisexual. I would have considered myself before I knew what pan was, but I've been attracted to um, transgendered folks as well. So, yeah. Right on. Um, so is, is that it? You got you got anything else? I mean, we'll probably talk about some more things along the way. Okay. So, this month, we wanted to do some different recordings. For Pride Month, we were wanting to honor our friends in the queer community. On today's show, we as hosts, like I said, we're going to be sharing a little bit of our coming out moments. I'm going to be sharing mine, uh, for sure. And hold on, I really scribbled these notes down here. And what made it feel like the right time for for me to do so, or for Master really to do so? But she kind of gave a pretty decent explanation. Um. So where? I'm going with this one is I'm just going to go ahead and lead right into right into mine but um so I encourage anybody who would like to share their theirs if they if they would like or If you're struggling, if you're struggling to find the words to tell people, um, we're hoping that hearing other people's stories will hopefully inspire maybe conversations that are really hard to have. And uh, we just hope that you have a safe place to come out to and to be loved and hopefully like I said hearing other people's stories can kind of help you decide how you would like to approach it with your loved ones all right thank you master this is a pretty uh, a pretty emotional thing for myself to um to be talking about this because yes I did publicly come out a couple of years ago but this was over a 20-year secret. Oh, wow. That that I was keeping from everybody. Um, I don't know if, like, some people kind of, like, already knew. And, like, you know, maybe they were a part of my life when I publicly came out or not. Um, they just kind of, like, either knew or knew other things about me that um, would have led people to know that I was queer already in like the 8th and ninth grade um, my attraction to, to uh, men or other boys my age it kind of came about when when I first started like getting into like being being interested in other other people you know like kissing girls and like this and that you know but I fucking dare I say anything about about that shit um, when when I was growing up because um, that was that was kind of like the scary time of like the a lot of the gay bashing and whatnot around the 90s and so on um, hearing uh, tales of like Matthew Shepard um, I think that gentleman's name was forgive me if it's wrong um, for anybody listening and screaming at this broadcast but um, yeah, so I was fucking not going to say anything to anybody during that time. And, um, during that time is when friends of mine and what have you would kind of mess around and what have you. And my brother one day walked in one night when I was 
going down on my friend through his pants. So I thought my brother caught me and and caught what we were doing. But that wasn't the worst part about that. Um, for many years after that, I always would I always secretly wished that my brother did catch us because that was something that if this person were to have said out loud in a group of other people, I not I probably I would not have harmed myself by any means, but I would have been in a fucking rough spot either um, to like tell um this motherfucker's crazy this or that or if like everybody believed them depending on whatever their reaction would have been um i probably in in maybe some cases if these other people really weren't people that i were familiar with i may have may have had a fight on my hands um but i was lucky enough to where if that secret ever came out at that time and violence was ever going to be something that was presented to me was I knew that I was able to handle myself. So some people are not that lucky. Which obviously you can hear that. It breaks my heart. That some people too. If they were outed. Or were to come out. Would be met with violence. So, in my experience, I never had any fear of that. Only the fear of people knowing. And that led to... I wouldn't say... Self-hatred in a way, but I was kind of destructive. Um, I... I'm not saying, like, me being closeted, like, led to my alcoholism or anything like that, but, um... It may have, like, led to other, you know, a lot of other things. This is a lot to unpack today is, like, you know, you can probably hear as you play this episode back because I do not edit my program. This is all raw footage. Um, none of my programs are edited. Um, but, yeah, so it's just something that, like I said, was more of a fear of being outed. Even, like... Fast forwarding like many years, um, being in in many relationships and what have you, and never really coming out to my partner either. But it's not like I was sleeping around or like that, you know, closeted enough to where it was like dangerous for my partner, to where I was like stepping out on my partner to like sleep with other men and stuff like that. I only did that when I was single and living by myself finally. I was able to, um, I was, I felt like I was able to be out slightly, but to just for myself and, um, and, and what have you. So that was. But still in a pretty private setting. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I was looking both ways when they would come over to my apartment, shit like that. Like, if, like, my fucking neighbor knew and, like, this and that, when, like, these guys would, like, leave my house. It's not like I was a fucking, like, a total hoe or anything like that. Like, I knew, like, there's there's a lot of safety precautions and stuff that I took going into um, these somewhat anonymous hookups that I would, um, that I was uh, a part of either at their home or mine. Um, so there was a lot of like safety protocols I had. Um, could I fight back if this person attacked me, you know, like 
what's the fastest way out of their house like this and that like you know i was i like scanned it you know like i know what some i'm like trembling as i talk about this because it's like what it's it's almost like what some a lot of women go through and i wonder too um, especially people who are so against, you know, who are so homophobic that would like bait someone yes, in. Yes, yes. That was another thing too that I always was aware of. Like yeah. I was Ooh, always I didn't even like. I think about that till just now. That scared the Ooh, shit out of me the most. Like of um, somebody like that, like some fucking lunatic homophobe that was going to try to kill me. Uh, you know, un- you know, fortunately I, I was never in that situation. Everybody who I, um, who I hooked up with was pretty cool. You know, they were pretty laid back older dudes, you know, like they were kind of closet. A few of them were kind of closeted as well, you know, and I took a lot of precautions and, uh, what have you with them condoms and so on and so forth. Um, because, you know, them being that closeted and older men, like there was a lot of dangers um, that I saw that could have that that could have been a part of that because of them being older and closeted for so long, and you know possibly cheating on their wives and so on and so forth and and what have you. Yes, you know, like it was it was risky fucking behavior doing that, but. <clears throat> But um, they were some experiences that I was able to have because I always had feelings about about other men. And I got to really um, experience those um, more than an in-between relationship time at um, this uh, old apartment before. So... That was, that was like, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. I just kind of blew the sky and that was about it. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I always wanted more than that, but I was kind of in a relationship with, with women, um, during those times. But like I said, as soon as when I wasn't, when I wasn't in, in a full blown relationship with anybody, I was like, you know what? I'm really gonna die. I'm gonna dive into this, and yeah. So, um, have you ever had a relationship with a male? No, because I when I was hooking up with guys, it, I was fully in the closet and doing it all on secret. Right. I was like doing it on the low, so I never pursued a relationship with a guy. It was, it was, it was more of like. This this one guy hooked up with a couple of times because it was a safe thing. Her, him and I were, you know, like had papers and whatever, I guess, and like you know, fucking, we still had condoms and and play and what have you. But we would hook up a couple times, you know. It just wasn't like a one off. Yeah. You know, so that was that was better than like the one off. So like that's the closest thing to a relationship of sneaking, like. Him sneaking into my, you know, you know what I, in my opinion, of him sneaking in of like, like I said, my being so afraid my neighbors would see and shit. Like I don't know, but he was like, it didn't seem like I had to sneak into his house. Like I don't know, maybe like his, he was already out and like everybody's neighbors knew. Like I don't know, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I didn't really ask. Like he seemed pretty. He seemed pretty out to me. Okay. You know. Yeah. He didn't seem like closeted like the other, like okay. the other guys. That's probably why I hooked up with him a couple times. Okay. Saw him a couple times. Yeah. You know, because it wasn't sweaty. It's a different vibe. Yeah, because I, dude, those fucking guys that were sleeping with like that were cheating on their wives. I guess it was always like a fucking James Bond mission. Like when they wanted to try to <laughs> hook up, I'm like, man, this is exhausting, dude. Like. And, um, and whatnot. So, yeah, so the, a lot of that shit didn't fly. Like, if I gotta, if you're, motherfucker, if you're making me jump through hoops to give you a blowjob, like, you don't want this fucking blowjob. Like, 
go fucking down sometimes like tinder just be like that or like any of those dating apps i feel like there's just those people who maybe they chicken out that's what i'm Mm -hmm. thinking they're like totally checking out on their end and so they're they've never done it before right and it's like just be honest about it yeah like just hey like i feel really weird about this i'm kind of nervous yep oh yeah i always tell people too like whenever i was like on those dating apps i'm like first we gotta like hang out and vibe as friends like if we can't just hang out and yep, that's, you know that's another thing too like no i would never i'm just not gonna it's weird i'm just not gonna <laughs> blow you bro like so we're gonna i might hang just out. leave at some point but don't be mad at me yeah 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 <laughs> like don't don't get upset because i have a glock so you just don't know where it is don't fucking get that weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get that weird yeah don't get that weird if i just fucking uh up and leave during the conversation yeah. we're having in your living room okay bye i yeah. go home now yeah yeah but like i said like that's that's always been a situation where i never had to deal with because that's whew, sounds like it fucking sucks and i really feel bad for the people who have ever been in that you know i always tried to like well first of all plenty of fish when i was on dating sites you couldn't pick like more than one gender like i couldn't pick male yeah. and female that made me so upset that i tried not to use that one okay, hardly so ever y- have you had like relationships with with women um no no and i kind of out relationship i guess or whatever no not really like there was this one that um we were like friends with benefits and i told her basically as soon as like she if she developed any feelings like we were done and she didn't take that part so well even though i already gave her heads up about it oh yeah yeah So that um, was a rough one. And I don't know. Like, I don't um, see myself having a relationship with a female. But, you know, what's weird is that a relationship with someone who's transitioning, though, or has transitioned, because here's the thing that I found, by the way, with. Um, folk, folks who were born the wrong gender, they get to experience both sets of emotions. Yes. So I feel like those relationships, um, I don't know, are very, I like being in those relationships just because that other person has experienced what it feels like to be on both sides of hormones even so it's almost like in a way i can still relate to them on some kind of like some of my feelings that i have are relatable i get that yeah so i feel like that's why i've enjoyed the relationships i have had um with with transgender people oh right on yeah yeah that's uh, that makes uh, a lot of sense um <clears throat> so even back to how I would I would still like to get into sharing the lead up to finally saying enough is enough publicly. I was also a part of the roller derby community, still am, uh, for 10 years of this secret. And I would still... It's not like I felt like unsafe, like I was gonna be like chastised. Maybe I I, di- I did a little bit, um, knowing like a lot of my teammates were queer and like I was around so many gay people and stuff for so long. I was like, I still don't want to tell anybody this. Like I don't know why I didn't. I just it didn't feel right to me. So I totally understand. If anybody is in the closet, but comfortable who they are. Can I, you know what? I totally wanted to preface this episode with something. I'm sorry to interrupt Go you, ahead. but I feel like it's kind of important. Do it. Um, so I, we wanted to preface this episode with 
Um, a lot of the uh, verbiage is ever evolving um, for you know queer folk and what the labels are and, and the correct way to say things. So here's the thing. If we say anything incorrectly today, we actually really, really super encourage you to go on to our episode, onto our Facebook, and comment on the post and let us know and educate everybody too as far as like the correct way to say things and the correct words because we don't want to offend anyone but we want to make sure that like in turn we get educated as well as like our fan base so i just wanted to make sure we throw that in there oh thank you master um but yeah i mean like like i was saying i was i've been around other members of the community and stuff and I always aligned myself to be an ally, even though sometimes maybe I would use like maybe incorrect terminology sometimes because it's a learning thing for for certain people, and it's and like how Master just said, it's constant, constant evolving terminology. Um, so being in there and being this this you know masked straight ally. Um, it was, it was cool. You know, I felt like I was still around my people. That's why I joined roller derby. Cause you know, I've been fucking queer since the eighth grade, you know, like I can't, you know, I, I really wish it was cooler to come out back then. Um, because I have like, you know, just to go off on like a, a little bit of a tangent here, I applaud the fact that, um, in certain cases, it's really easier for um, younger kids to come out um, versus, like, maybe how it was um, for people older than I am and what have you. But they kind of paved the way for what is happening now and what Pride Month really is. You know, that, you know, that the, the Stonewall riot is what we got. Here's here's why we celebrate Pride is because of because of that in uh, later later here in June, but um not to go not to go off on too bit too bit of a tangent but anyhow it just seems it seems like it's a little bit better in certain situations maybe it depends on where you live or like maybe how your parents are I guess and that's like the really shitty fucking part too. Um, you know, my my sister's lesbian. She's been lesbian for years. And when she came out, you know, my dad being, you know, not like a Roman Catholic or anything. I'm not saying anything bad about my dad. But, you know, he was like, it's none of my business. You know, like, um, it's it's cool. That's my daughter. It's none of my business what she does. And I was not, I don't know, like... I thought his reaction would have been slightly different. But let me ask you, was any was were people surprised when your sister came out? No. Um maybe he was to a certain point. Yeah. You know, like you know what I mean? Then it actually like now it's been said out loud. Yeah, now it's said yeah, out loud. Yeah, cuz that's that's a whole nother level too, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's been out for like a really long time. But um but yeah, like that's what I mean. Like my dad even phrasing it would be almost like sensitive to some now of him going like I don't care. That's my daughter. I love her either way. Like the whole I don't care could be something that's um discounting the struggle, I guess, or um mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not making them valid to I don't know like it's a whole thing that I'm not looking to get into um it's a it's really above above me but yeah we're you know like I said sorry if there's certain terminology but yeah my dad he's cool dude with it so but even then like I still was like no I'm not gonna tell anybody this maybe like I said already certain people knew because I didn't know how computers worked back in the day and I was living with my um, with my friend's parents. Um, over before I moved in with my buddy Zach's mom and them, I kind of like knew a little bit more about computers because Zach told me a couple things. But before I knew how they worked and stuff, 
I was uh, trying to look at look at gay porn at my friend's computer, and I didn't know like that they could see what I was looking at, like the history, the history and stuff. Mm. And I was so embarrassed, but like I kind of come up with the story. I was like, I was looking for something else because it was still close enough spelling. I forget what I was looking for, but or like I don't even know, dude. But I just wanted to check out naked dudes. I meant to search for corn. Yeah. <laughs> With gay in front of it. <laughs> gay corn. I, I was actually typing in yay corn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't that clever. But yeah, so maybe they kind of already knew I was I was uh, a bit queer at that time, but kind of kept to themselves either way. Um but yeah, so that's a bit of bit of an embarrassing story for this episode. But hey, it's out of the closet with the boogeyman. We're not holding back. No, no. You know, we've kicked that fucking door open. And if you don't like it, you know, whatever. We don't need you listening to the show. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, we're a comfortable spot to uh, share these share these stories with. But yeah, getting back to still. You know, up until the point I came out um, is when I finally met my wife, Master Sedator. Her and I were talking, and I knew that this is the person for me. And I remember the point in time on the phone where I was when I told her this. I was driving the back way through the Point Hilton Resort because I worked for this one pool company as an assistant manager and it was a fucking nightmare and I would be driving back to the yard when it was halfway dark and there was a shitload of traffic so I thought I was going to be slick and go that way everybody's got the same fucking idea (laughs) um, come when all the 9 to 5ers get out of work but anyhow that's where I was and I told Master that yeah I'm attracted to guys. I am a bisexual man, and I'm pretty pretty proud enough of it to tell you because I am pursuing a long-term relationship, and I would like to be completely honest as we get into things. I want to know I want you to know everything about me. So Master Sedator was the first person who I actually came out to, and it didn't it wasn't uh, maybe it was a year or so later, because um, I forget the actual date, but it was around the same. It was around the same time when um, you can't be fired by your employer for being gay now. So that's when I finally decided this today's the day for me. My moment is now. So. I let everybody in. Yes, on Facebook because that's the way you get news out to most people these days it's not so much like the telephone game or like this or that like you have like a a bigger spread i guess at that time like so yeah i i let everybody know hey you know like i'm i'm a proud bisexual guy i'll probably be sharing this uh memory on my on my uh personal page for those that are my friend on there You'll probably see it. It's one of the best moments of my life. Other than, like, quitting drinking, joining roller derby, you know, like, taking the swing at the fence. Oh, meow. 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 Oh. Oh, you my home run. Meow. Meow. But, yeah, so, um, I, like I said, I... The purpose of this of this episode for the Out of the Closet with the Boogeyman for Pride Month is to, I don't know, get your coming out story or if you got one kind of holding back and what have you, um, we would love to hear it or we would love to read it. You can hit us up on Facebook and DM us there. Or you can, mm, that might be a better option because, like, you'll have to send multiple messages on Instagram. But we are found at Out From Under The Bed on both platforms. 
Uh, I do have an email address, but I don't check it. I don't want to <laughs> give you the wrong one. It's it's uh, it's active, though. I just don't know what I'm so sorry, audience. We got this new equipment, too. But anyways, um, I, would, I would really love to hear from you guys um, because I found a lot of power doing this. It felt so fucking liberating to me. Like, we're not... Um, not to sound like we're we're ending the show or anything, but um, <clears throat> I felt liberated, and I felt almost I felt good too that you know m- you know my parents probably weren't going to give weren't going to give a fuck. Yes, I know a lot of people aren't that lucky, and that's another thing that absolutely breaks my heart about some people that feel like they need to be in a closet. Um, that's the kind of shit of, you know, I don't know, man, like being in the closet, um, I kind of touched on it earlier. It didn't leave just self-hatred for me, but maybe I felt like a little bit more aggressive towards certain, uh, some people and situations, um, because I was hiding something. I was wearing a fucking mask and, um, not like that's a bad thing. Because I do like having, uh, I like being in disguise, but not like that. That didn't feel good. Um, but some some folks, it it leads them to to self termination and self harm. I would say too, even if you want to like send us your story and maybe just do it how we read it anonymously, just yes. to maybe get your story out there. Um, anonymous and just, ones will work as well. Yep, and just see how it feels. Like however you're comfortable with sharing. Like we'd love to have you call in and we chat with you for a bit. We would love if you sent us like a voice recording of how it felt to come out and and how it was before coming out and the sh- maybe some of the challenges that you were afraid of yeah yeah like losing friends because that was that was the thing for me too um i felt like i was going to lose all my friends even even being in the roller derby community i was like it's going to be over for me if i fucking tell people this this is going to be it you know like and you know especially when i was younger i was like if that secret gets out mm, it's going to be uh fucking what what kind of, uh, what is it going to be like for me? Because I need to be around other people, it seems. I need to feel like I'm entertaining somebody. I don't know. That's probably a whole other thing I might need to talk to a therapist <laughs> about. But that's why I started a podcast. Yeah. Because um, I, can, uh, have, I can have this going. But anyhow, like I said, it sounds, sounds ridiculous. But Master, like Master said... Even if you send it to us anonymously, we will not read your name. Um, you, we will keep your name out of it. <clears throat> um, but it might make you feel better. Because shit, even telling Master, that one person, you know, like, even if you just don't want us to read it and want us to read it ourselves and keep it privately and burn after reading, even telling one person or a couple people that will keep that secret for you until you're ready. I know how that feeling goes as well because, you know, Master was the one that I told and that made me feel um, liberated enough to when my moment was ready to seize, I felt that I needed to take it. Um, that, Like I said, it could lead... It led to a lot of being a little bit more comfortable in my own skin. So, um, we will, we do encourage that as well. Um, Master, you got anything else? No, I don't, I don't know. No more feelings about, about how, uh, how Pride Month goes for you or like, um, I mean, like, that. It was just always, I just always feel like it was weird growing up because, like I said, a lot of people, I played softball, first off. Mm. 
So, um, tell us, tell us a little bit more about this. You, you were talking about this earlier. Yeah, I just people always just assumed I was gay, and like I said, I kind of had to fight to like convince people I liked guys as well. I feel like growing up, I was very gender fluid, and that was totally not even thought of as a thing yet. And I, well, back in the back in those days, a, a lot of uh, my sister, there was this fucking horrible haircut that a lot of little girls had, and if they had a gender fluidy kind of face or an androgynous face or whatever they got mistaken for boys because when my sister's hair was short when we were little kids we looked exactly the same yeah so she got mistaken for a boy a lot but yeah that fucking haircut that was going around during those times was atrocious (laughs) so but yeah not to interrupt but Yeah. yeah i totally get that i don't know i feel like in so in middle school i wore I feel like a lot of basketball shorts and sports shirts and even got voted most enthusiastic sports fan for one of my like seventh or eighth grade. A lot of sporto chicks wore that though. Yeah. Like the, uh, but people just automatically assume you're gay. Well, yeah, I mean, so I'm not going to fucking lie to everybody. Like back in, back in the day, like when, when I would still, when I was still hiding and stuff, yeah, you know, I may have used the term dyke or whatever about certain certain girls on, like, the basketball team and whatever. And that's what I mean. Like, if I would have felt – if I would have kept doing that, that's that self-hatred shit is right. what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, like, those fucking motherfuckers that, that are at the end of the parade and shit. Like, man, that one, that one dude, oh, he wanted to suck a cock so bad. <laughs> He had his sunglasses on. Like, if I saw his eyes, he was probably so closeted, just trembling. Like, oh, I want to be myself. Yeah. I can, oh. That's but, what, yeah, I that's what like, I mean. Um, dude, I was just talking today about how I don't think anybody is 100% straight. Fuck no. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, so most of these most of these straight guys watch porno. Like, they're checking out some other man's meat, dude. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. You know, like, I don't know. I was into it, but that's what, so digging around and finding my dad's porn tapes when I was younger, like that's not what did it for me. So who did it for me? Let's get into my, uh, to my boy crush. Oh, okay. All right. So my boy crush was Kevin Bacon. Yep. The bacon. So that's how I knew that I was into other men when I was little. Which and I, movie was it? I think it was Tremors. Yeah. When oh. I saw that because it was the jeans. It's the fucking jeans. <laughs> yes. And then I, oh, later on, like being a fan of his films and stuff, like him being that Invisible Man movie. Say what you want about that film. Um, uh he did that film nude and you can see his rear as that invisible man and it is like a shiny little apple because it's like <laughs> I a, love it. it's like that weird you know have you ever seen it you know he's naked in that he's yeah, naked in that movie he is. he is and i'm a fan of it so yeah kevin bacon was the one that did it for me and um i don't really know had any other celebrity male crushes other than that um because he he wasn't so much of, like, a lady, you know? Because you got, like, David Bowie, like, your gender-fluid right, kind of, like, right. pop stars and stuff like that. Kevin Bacon, even in that movie Footloose, he seems so rugged still. He seems like a rugged dude to me. Yeah. And um, that's what I was like, oh, yeah. So that's what I was, like, into. And, like, being being somebody that's, like... You know, pretty fucking queer, but rugged at the same time. I'm into motorcycles and, like, you know, being kind of tough and shit, you know, and, like, whatnot. But, yeah, that's, like, that's, like, what I was into or, like, what did it for me is was my boy crush. Did you have any... I was just trying to think about back that. back in the days, like I said, there was, like, androgynous characters, like a David Bowie and stuff. Right, and like, right. Um, fucking, uh... Oh, 
God, Boy George and stuff like that. Like, oh, right. Yeah. So being more of a pan person, did you kind of float towards any of those? Like the more of the flamboyant kind of... Not really. Not really. You know what's? I'm attracted to very androgynous looking people. Like I'm attracted to that person who was born a female who's now non-binary, and Mm, you know, like I'm so attracted to that. (laughs) Yeah, because I scooped you up because you're uh, such a tomboy. Like you struck me as like that that softball playing tomboy and now you're in roller derby and I'm like, hell yeah, this this person is checking some boxes here. Got the shaved head on the side and <laughs> what have you and you're, uh, yeah, so. And then yeah, even that's... when, like, I was old, I think up until, ooh, I'm going to throw out a random number here and say up until maybe me turning 30 31 i wore dicky shorts and skate shoes yeah. and belt buckles and band shirts and had short hair yeah sounds like and definitely got mistaken for a dude by many people sounds like a good hand you know a couple of a couple of the ladies that i was like into in uh, certain years of my life you yeah. know kind of tomboyish types but it seems like um I wasn't really around like around that too much I don't know it was weird but I've always been like attracted to like girls that are girls they look like girls but they have like a lot of boyish mannerisms and they're into a lot of boy things and like Hey, I, that's I, a boy. That's 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 kind of like striking gold right there. Like, I don't think that I could date like a super femme like female. I oh. wouldn't enjoy that. I at I all. wouldn't. I don't think so. That's too much. Too much. It's too much. Too much. It's too much. It's almost like, well, I can't do high maintenance anyways. I yeah, I mean, I'm pretty too. high maintenance enough for you. I know. You're definitely more of, like, I feel like the female in the relationship a lot of the times. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm going to admit it. Like I said, this therapy session right yeah, here, Daddy. Yeah, like, you're the one. You're, you know, when the guy's typically, like, all ready to go and sitting on the couch. Yep, I'm sitting there fucking around. And then around. the girl's, like, in the bathroom doing whatever, and that's you. I haven't done this yet. Holy shit. I got this to do. Yeah. Like like this morning before the before the scrimmage, um, I was fucking scrambling around because I need that three hours worth of time when I wake up <laughs> to have coffee and um, dick around slightly, um, check out some shit, maybe some show numbers or whatever. Um think of contests we want to run for you guys yeah but yeah i was so late scrambling around also Um, you're kind of like that female getting out of the car like you have a lot of things to grab (laughs) yes is is the is the real issue (laughs) there's just so many things to grab i always leave the car with the fullest fucking hands on the planet i have pockets but the way master's car is set up i can't get my hands into my pockets and shove all this shit in there because i got a fucking iphone 13 max pro or whatever the fuck it is it's a bigger one and it has like a waterproof case on it it's not that large but um it's big enough to try to like wedge in a pair of dicky shorts while i'm sitting in like a sports seat sportish seat in a car it's a lot yeah so i have it all in my lap and i get out <laughs> with super so full many, hands so like like a raccoon <laughs> that's stolen cat food out of that dish on that video and they're running away with their oh paws full yeah it's ultimately full hands yes but anyhow 
if you have listened to this episode this far, and um, I know I'm going to repeat myself here, but um, if you found any of this to be therapeutic, please do get in contact with us to um, maybe be featured for a um, little bit of a broadcast, a compilation for Pride Month. Or, um, like I said, if you just feel good enough for that one person, or if you listen to this and you feel encouraged enough to tell that one person in your life already that knows that they can keep that secret until you're ready fully, um, we encourage that. Because, like I said, that's a liberating feeling all all to itself and um you'll you'll be amazed what that can bring down the line as far as feeling comfortable within your own skin um so yes thank you all for listening master you want to cue up that um that soap that read we got oh for my the, gosh because uh, you guys this soap though we got to tell you about the siphon oh, draw apothecary so soap it's so good. okay they sponsor the program so shout out to them. We'll get to where they can be located in their email address here after this um, read about this solid. What is it? The solid, solid gold. The solid gold soap. All right, master, Yo. take it away. Honestly, this soap was really amazing. And <laughs> I was trying to figure out it's so it's hyper. It's great for hyperpigmentation. It's good for acne, scarring, wrinkles, some damage, oily skin, dark spots inflamed spots okay so honestly there are so many benefits to this soap right here and it smells so good that i can't even honestly talk enough about it it's uh and all too with a uh, siphon draw apothecary's products all of them are all natural uh organic made out of plants in dolly's backyard yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. This there's nothing in here that is um that's chemicals like that's harm that's like harm you stuff. So that's why that's why I like to use it. Um because it just smells clean too as well. It doesn't smell like too too overbearing with fragrance. It smells like the desert. Like a lot of these soaps smell like when it rains out here, um when these certain plants get wet that's what it smells like to me and that's what it reminds me of personally because um, I don't really like I don't like fragrancy shit you know I'm I like more of something that's that's more of like a natural smell that's not going to make me smell like hamburgers either uh, at the end of the day or um, you know make me smell bad I guess but the solid the solid gold soap worked out very well for me it was really good. Yeah. My skin was so soft, way less oily than it is, especially on my face. Um, I especially used it because I had a lot of, I got sunburnt. I didn't reapply. And Did not so, reapply. Nope. I used it a lot during that healing process and it was really nice for it too. Didn't like dry out my skin to where I was like super flaky and yeah. Yeah. I, I, whoa whoa horse whoa horse yeah i really dig that one um my favorite is the uh, peppermint soap that leaves all the tingling sensations for me somewhat it's not too overbearing either as far as that goes because some of the peppermint soap will really will really get you um especially like if that air hits you after you uh, get out um, it's like it's, refreshing, yeah. It's pretty crispy, but yeah, like this one's in the Alps. This one's refreshing as all get out. It smells super good. Same thing, siphon draw. They offer all sorts of soaps there. Um, so shout out to them for sponsoring the show. And honestly, after today, after the game and sitting here, and also putting a layer of the Thompson water seal on some of that uh, skate ramp out there. And some of the ramp. I got to hit up the superstition pain reliever stick. Honestly, oh, I was just thinking I got to rub some of that on. <laughs> that, that is pretty awesome. So speaking of that, say, you know, 
just to roll along with that, um, in July we are doing another trivia question question for two ounces of the pain relief stick. Stand by for the announcer or the announcement of last week or last month's winner. They got back to us. Their name is uh, Sarah LeMay. They I think here they are on Insta- on Instagram. I found them at Team B-side. USA Skater B-side, B-side Roller Derby. So shout out to them for participating in the contest for uh, for May. Um, I will not be announcing the question for July just yet. You're going to have to wait for that. But we are doing a June t-shirt contest. Master. Would you like to give some of the details? Yeah. I mean, really, all you have to do is take a picture of your sticker and we will pick our favorite, most creative picture. And that person wins an out from under the bed T-shirt. You can find these stickers and what they look like on our Instagram page, out from under the bed on Instagram and also on Facebook. We do take most electronic payment. I would payment. say everything but like Cash App. I don't got no Cash App. Yeah, everything but Cash App for the most part. So if you want to get a hold of us for some of these stickers, we are currently selling set a set with three in there for $7. We have a limited edition Pride sticker that is in that set of three. The other two are the Starry Night and the... Um, sunrise sticker all of our show artwork is done by cherry jane she could be found on instagram at art by cherry jane um if you're looking you know like shit like i said um if you're listening to this episode for your first time or any of the episodes for your first time and you see some of the uh show art attached to it the drawing is cherry jane's work so i encourage anybody looking for a a decent artist maybe hit her up and um see what she could do for you because we aren't going anywhere else for our show art no she's she's so cool yeah go go visit her at a frisa skate shop um there in las vegas i don't have the address right in front of me um yeah, but it's know. in Las Vegas. Check it out. They do First Fridays. First Fridays they do there. And, um, um, they got a ramp in, inside. With a a, it's a ramp. sick fucking mini ramp. It's got Dream a spine. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty gnarly. I recommend going to check that place out. Um, they got all sorts of things. Like I said, I don't have their uh, website open in front of me, but Freezes. Freezes? Fre- well, Freysa. 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 Sorry. Um, skate in Las Vegas. Um, yeah. So, like I said, if you want to part or like what Master was saying about the T-shirt contest. Oh my gosh. We got yeah. You got off track. It's cool. Fucking we ADD circled back radio. around. We're circling back around <laughs> over here. Um, circling around. <laughs> so anyhow, the T-shirt contest for June. So take a if purchase one of the stickers if you don't have them. If you have them already, either because you've been a guest on the show or if you've purchased them, take a interesting enough picture. You can either be holding it in your hand um, and have whatever in the background. If you've stuck it on your helmet or whatever already, a water bottle, you know, you're at practice. Let's see your practice spots. Show that off, too, if you can. Let's see what you got. Get some of your mates in there. Participate. Anyways, if you're traveling around in a van yes. with a cat, yes, if you're traveling around in the van with a cat and you have your sticker with you, you should put it on a stick and we should travel with you. Yes, like a flat Stanley. I we encourage that anybody who purchases stickers and then you're going on a summer vacation, please make a flat Stanley out of our, out of one of our stickers. That'd be so awesome. That would be super cool. Um, maybe Cherry Jane can do full body images. And um, we can get a few of those printed out. Bro, oh, that'd be so cool. Well, not full body images, but a couple inches yeah. tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So know, we're like... 
of uh, leaning against Eiffel Towers and stuff. Yes, so we can <laughs> do a full-on fucking flat Stanley. I think I'm hitting her up about this. Um, that would be the best. So yes, we encourage that. The T-shirt is a twenty-five dollar value. So if you get one sticker for three dollars and you enter the contest, you can win a twenty-five dollar T-shirt. Speaking of the T-shirt, if you don't want oh before i move along with that what's up shit i gotta mention how (laughs) what they have to do wait or did we i did okay you did to to tag the show either on oh yeah you got it oh you got to tag you have to tag the the show show. you have to put it in uh not not so much in your story because those don't last forever we want the either a post on your wall on Instagram or Facebook, because those will last Yeah, forever. that's why I just make it a cool picture. Anyways, yeah, make it a sweet well. picture. You know, then like, you'll probably win a shirt if it's really cool. So That's what we're saying. We're picking our favorite one. But if um, you're not going to be too late, if you don't enter June's contest, we will be rolling, back, rolling that back out by the end of the summertime. Um, but the shirt itself is, is what, 25 bucks? For if you want your name and stuff on it, uh, tw- uh it's twenty five for just shirt. Okay. Yes. Well, um, we can we, we can, can definitely customize it for you know we'll we'll figure it out. We can definitely figure that out. But we do um these shirts ourselves. These custom out from under the bed shirts. You can see them on our uh, social media pages. Um, and like I said, even further you know further details on how to enter the contest. So I really hope everybody enjoyed this two this somewhat ramblings of these two maniacs on the air right now. But enjoyed the stories because they were kind of all over the place. Kind of like this outro. We tried to tie the room together with the rug, but sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it it's a, <laughs> like I said, this was a open therapy session um, today on our new equipment plus yeah hey let's talk about that real quick so that way they can like comment on our post and let us know how it sounded and um if it was worth the upgrade okay so this was yeah if you've listened this far into the episode um thank you so much so we got this new equipment master my birthday was yesterday um and this equipment showed up today we were originally supposed to record this last night but i woke up early and then master and i went and fucked around not like sexually or anything like that you know not yet not to not to turn that weird um but anyhow it got weird it got weird weird. we just went to the (laughs) store and stuff everybody (laughs) yeah we we did around at walmart boring adult walmart shit (laughs) um but anyhow um we got this i got this equipment today as a surprise because she told me it was sold out and i was super fucking bummed like and he saw he looked on the website i kept looking and looking um uh because i was like okay i'll i might i'll have enough I'll have enough of my own money just to like throw in on this, you know, for my own like birthday present. But I don't really count this as like a birth, like a birthday thing because it was for the show, you know. It was like for you. It just happened to like I stumbled upon that place where we bought it, and you know, what I mean. So it was cool. It was like a Quotey Fingers birthday, but it was more so for like the both of us. So, but. Isn't that what your birthday is supposed to be? You share your cake. You yeah. Know, I'm yeah. sharing this present with you, with the audience, with my lovely co-host, yeah. my co-producer, mm. my wife, my teammate, because we're on the same roller derby team now in the in the league we play for. So shout out to them for going that direction. But anyhow, let us know how this sounds. If you listen this far, um, let us know how the quality sounds either leaving it in, on a review on apple Podcasts. Um, like was my mic too loud is this too loud or is this better i don't know you tell me yeah we can <laughs> we've listened back to some of this when we were screwing around with this recorder but uh it's it's pretty all right um so thank you for uh for scooping this up for us master yeah 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 and if anybody wants to donate money to uh boogie's birthday fund to help me pay this off oh that's okay too come on that's what (laughs) 
that's what those stickers are for to pay for other upgrades about shit like this um but yeah so any any on scene recording that we might be doing in the future is going to be amazing pretty awesome and there's little sounds on here that was the claps cash register what monies yeah i'm a (laughs) funny guy that a lot Yeah. yeah yeah um and yet we can all dream about reporting from sweet roller derby events and talking to our friends and featuring them let's take this to the cactus cup yes the cactus cup hopefully we can get in there but yeah uh, man i really i really thank everybody for listening to the program since uh january when i started the podcast back then i did not know that how cool this would be um or the certain opportunities that I would have to share personal stories i've listened to a lot of podcasts um and um i this is cool that i had this opportunity tonight to uh share to share this somewhat personal shit with everybody because a lot of people even master didn't know about me blowing my friend in the fucking ninth grade and now everybody who hears this is going to um know that so it almost felt good to get that off my chest too earlier in the episode um but anyhow um yeah so i really i really appreciate everybody for tuning in um i never thought this was gonna go this way but um it's pretty like i said it's therapeutic for me um and yeah thank you thank you thank you so um at this time i would like to remind everybody to always look twice and save a life motorcycles are everywhere this is the boogeyman and master sedator returning back under the bed but never back into the closet thank you all for listening good night Night. Woo! Yeah, we made it. <laughs>